When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. Warrior Auburn fans, welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion, part of the E2C Network. I'm here with Jared Davis. Also, my name is Adrian Richardson. Got that part. So, how you doing, Jared? I'm doing well, my friend. Doing well. How about yourself? I mean, my football, great. So... Everything else seems to be going pretty well. So, yeah, that, this is uh, another big game for Auburn against Ole Miss. I mean, Ole Miss was one of the wins last year that we thought, wow, like we, we, we were moving somewhere. Harson can do this. And this year, I mean, if you had to like encapsulate how you feel in a sentence about this game, what would it be? Uh, the game with Ole Miss. Yeah. I, I have no idea. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I mean, I'll be honest with you. They're they're a much better team than we are right now. But, you know, they struggled with Vandy last week for a while. They uh, Kentucky, you know, wound up uh, giving them five turnovers. And uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think Kentucky got beat by South Carolina pretty bad. Or did yeah. at one point. They were losing pretty bad. So, mm-hmm. I don't know who's good, to be honest with you. And – We've also gone down to Ole Miss and faced better offenses because I think Ole Miss right now is a fairly good team, but their offense isn't just like lighting it up. Yeah, um, they're actually playing pretty good D. So uh, if we had some semblance of an offense, that's a very long sentence, isn't it? You told me to do this in a sentence. <laughs> if we had some semblance of an offense, I would say, hey, we make it go win this game. But yeah, I just I don't feel good about I don't feel good about anything right now. Yeah, I mean that's that's the hard part. Like. W- the only piece that I feel good about is our punting game. <laughs> like, like, that's your boy too. So, I mean, you like Oscar. So, I mean, hey, he's, he said, can a punter win the Heisman? I mean, at this point, he's going to have the most yards of any player in college football. So, yeah, go go give it to him. Well, typically <laughs> to win the Heisman, you need your team to have, have won enough games, right? Well, punting by default, you really don't – your team needs to be bad. I mean, he so, could be the first punter to ever win – where the team doesn't even make a bowl game. So, you know, that could be it too. Yeah, right? let's do it. Build another <laughs> statue out front. That's right. Stick him in between Cam and Bo. Yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. Yeah, that would be that would be crazy. Uh, but anyway, so we've got Ole Miss coming up. Uh, right now, I mean, Auburn opened up as a 13.5 point underdog. That has now risen to 15.5 point underdog. And that that is the largest spread against Ole Miss in a very long time. Like I've heard, you know, ten plus years, something like that. So you can kind of just see where the team and how the national, you know, media and how you know sports betting kind of views this team. I mean, sports betting in general just do, they don't take major risk. So they're thinking Auburn has little to no chance, at least with what they have. Um, kind of looking at you know the numbers that. Ole Miss has been putting up. I mean, for goodness sakes, Ole Miss has been 
on fire this year as far as their offense. I mean, they're averaging almost 500 yards a game. And then that's also around 40 points a game. So you put both of those things together, you put any somewhat competent defense on the field for Ole Miss, and they have a, you know, it's not the worst defense in the in the world. And yeah, you got a winning, you know, this is why they're 6-0. and They have a winning uh, solution right now. And, you know, that's, that's going to be something Auburn's going to have to, you know, we're going to have to put up at least 30 points if we want to beat Ole Miss. And I don't know if our offense can do that. <laughs> like, I think it's going to take kind of like the, you know, some crazy iron bowls, some you know, pick sixes or fumble scooping scores that are defense, you know, scores to get to a point where we we're even competing. And and that's, that's a hard spot to be at. I mean, I know Ole Miss is a very good team. <laughs> it, it, we're not shying away from that, but I just, I don't necessarily have the faith that we can do it. Um, I mean, last game we did score in the second half. So that's positive, right? Yeah. <laughs> but we got to do more than that. We got to do a lot more than that to stay in the game against a high-scoring offense like Ole Miss. Yeah, I think uh, I think our defense will probably keep them under their normal. Um, like I, said, I think when they, I, 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 I just said I didn't think their offense was as great this year, and you you countered that with actual facts. So they apparently are doing really well. But I watched them play Kentucky. They got, I think they got twenty points and. A little bit of a struggle for them. Um, that's the only game I've seen them play. So, uh, you know, I think at the end of the day, if everybody's healthy on our defense, I think uh, for three quarters we can probably keep them in check. Now, for the defense to to do it in the fourth quarter, they're going to have to have help from the offense. Um, they got to get. They got to have some drives so they have a break. Yeah, I don't know if we can do it. Um, you know, Ole Miss. Uh, you know, and this is one of the things about Lane Kiffin. I, I had a buddy of mine that was not really sold on Lane Kiffin. The first time we did a coaching search, and some people were, and he's he wanted he said I think he's just an offensive mind. Well, he he's built a relatively good defense over there. Yeah. Well, well, I'm looking at the stats here. the the point The points allowed for his defense is 14 and a half this year. Now, yeah. I will say this: <laughs> they haven't faced the most uh, amazing teams yet. I mean, they faced Georgia Tech, who already fired their coach, uh, Tulsa uh vandy uh clarkson i think or something like that yeah central arkansas sorry (laughs) i didn't even know what that symbol was (laughs) like that kind of shows you like might as well be clarkson we'll go with that yeah Yeah. it's it's like kelly clarkson does she have a university i don't know i don't know i'd probably just made that up (laughs) yeah Um, why not but the point still stands like they haven't faced besides kentucky and vanderbilt a whole lot of competition so, Kentucky's maybe, not an offensive juggernaut. They're a good no. team, but they're not. I, I, that's that's why I think I'm not talking myself into a victory here. But I don't know what Ole Miss is essentially, and um, you know we we can't negate the fact that our secondary is playing really well, and um, they might be able to keep this thing relatively low scoring. Mm-hmm. But they're gonna have to get help from the offense. Yeah, and I don't think they will. Yeah. When if you look at their their offense in general, it seems to be pretty balanced between passing and running. So if we can force them to pass the ball a little bit more, um, I think we have a better shot at winning. Now, can we do that? I mean, we we've had issues stopping the run a lot of this year. I mean, Georgia was getting chunk yards on running plays the whole game. It felt like that is Georgia also. I mean, this is an Ole Miss team that has less talent than georgia does 
but it's still like the point still stands. You have to stop the run to, you know, force the, the team, you know, Ole Miss to pass the ball. If you don't do that, I mean, good luck. I mean, it, it could be a track meet. Um, let's talk about Lane Kiffin for a minute. So, you know, he's been there for a while now. Um, I mean, the, it's always fun to hear some sort of, you know, rumors of like, who are we going to get if we hire, you know, fire Harson and, you know, Lane Kiffin's name keeps popping up. I mean, should we just start, you know, scrounging up some money, go to Oxford and, uh, you know, pick him up, right? Like make it an efficient run. Yeah, I, I think they'd be all right. We we uh we just make a deal. Look, man, we let you win the game. Come back with us. Yeah, and um, I'll be honest with you. He's he's probably so. There's no guarantee out there. He's probably tops on my list just from the fact that I think he has gone to Ole Miss and proven that he's learned a lot of things. Yeah, he did learn under Nick Saban. Um, and he's done really well at Ole Miss. He had their first ten win season maybe ever. I think. Um, and he's on pace to do it again. Yeah, and he's doing it. He's with six talent. and zero. Like, yeah, he's six, that's, he's six and that, that's great for Ole Miss. If it, like, there's not many coaches at Ole Miss that have done that. Yeah, he's six and zero. Um, he has made it very clear that they cannot compete on the NIL level there. Um, he he was frustrated with their fan base for leaving early at a game. So, I don't. I think if if Auburn wanted Lane, if Auburn wanted Lane, I think they could have Lane. Yeah. And to me, I think he's. You know, again, there's no definite, right? I mean, the definites aren't coming. That's Saban, Kirby, Dabo. Right. Um, they're not coming. So you're going to have to take – everything's a risk. And I think that this guy's proven it in the division that you want a coach to be successful in. Yeah. And I think he's uh, – as much as, like you said, I, I was a little bit in that same boat of I didn't even really want to consider him. I think he's proven enough to me that I was, I think that would be – if anything, that would be better for Auburn. And again, the, the question still comes back to, is this better for the team? Is this better for Auburn? And I think a guy like Lane Kiffin will be better for Auburn. Now, do we have the money to you know pay his buyout at Ole Miss plus whatever buyout Harson has? That's the question. Let Probably not, but I would love to see it if we could surround that much money up. Let me ask you this. At some point, does it enter into the conversation of, hey, what if we pay a little more up front to get a better coach and we avoid a $15, $20 million buyout three years from now when it doesn't work? Mm. Like, do we ever do math and say, hey, yeah, we could get this guy for $6 million. Right. We we could pay $9 million and get a better coach. Right. Maybe we don't have to do this again in three years. Yeah. Well, it kind of reminds me of, like, I know enough about, you know, the stock market. It's kind of like you have – you know, risky stocks. You have more stable stock stocks that you know are gonna you know, over time they're gonna you know double, triple, quadruple your money, and you're you're putting a little bit of a risk into the unknown of you know somebody like Carson, and you you think oh potentially it has the upside, but you don't know, or you could put something in a more stable you know. Which money. costs more? Yeah, which is going to cost more, like an you know an Apple stock or a Google which stock. You know, you know what's yeah. going to happen. Yeah, and those are going to be more stable, but you have to pay a lot more than the penny stocks. So it's like, to me, it's like, do you put the money up front? Is What's the calculation that kind of goes on there? I don't know, and I would love to think that we would think you know that far ahead, especially in the day and age where buyouts are so massive. I mean, there was a funny, uh, <laughs> there was a funny uh, 
tweet that I saw and I think it was a Seinfeld episode and it was a guy like he was just like on the payphone like hey I can't figure out how to get fired help me <laughs> it's like <laughs> like and they were like alluding to like Carson wanting to do that and I was like I don't know if he's that like he's at that spot I'd hope not right but maybe he is he's like all right just fire me so I can go you know get my you know 15 million dollar buyout <laughs> and you know move on to another gig like so. i don't think i don't i think i actually think sorry i, I actually think uh, harson is is not a as terrible as people made him out to be i think i know you're joking a little bit but i think harson really cares for his players yeah um, no 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 they, you see there's so many good videos of him after games like consoling his players or like coaching them up and like i legitimately think he's a good person like even one of my i think i told this story in the off season my sister was on campus as a student one of her friends tires broke down or you know went flat and the team was walking past harson like all the players just kind of like walked past and like didn't even offer to really help which is fine like they were going to practice whatever and harson like looks over and like genuinely is like hey do y'all do y'all need some help and i was like that like that to me and that was still like essentially a you know a student that you know isn't like paying his salary really like like that that's the kind of person like i genuinely think he's a good person yeah i don't i don't point still sense yeah and i know you were joking i i think where i was going at i don't think you really think he's doing this on purpose but the thoughts crossed my mind too and then i'm like you know i think he cares for his players i don't think he would do this on purpose even if he's mad about even if he's mad at any powers that be or whatnot right he cares about his players and he cares about his career and i will say this though i don't think he's doing it on purpose but i think he is i think he's more loose now and mm-hmm. he's making he's making not great decisions. No, no, that's a he, that's a good differentiation. I think he's just doing it because he's like, you know what? What do I have to lose? Like, I'm not I, like I want yeah. this play to work. I don't want. I'm not trying to sabotage Auburn. But if I was actively pursuing, if I if I knew I was the coach here for years to come, I wouldn't run this play. Right. Well, and it kind of reminds me of you know the first three games we we saw you know pretty vanilla play calling and whatnot. Like it, it seemed pretty. You know, just meh and i feel like we've seen a lot more uh variability and you know pretty some crazy play calls obviously in the last three games and i think that after penn state he was like if i want to you know keep this job or have a chance at keeping this job what am i what do i have to do and it, it's make the crazy calls and just hope and pray that it works and and so I think you make a good point. It's the I'm I'm not trying to lose my job. I don't think that. I mean, I feel like it would be really dumb for a coach to do that, especially with how young he is and what he wants to do with his coaching career. But he's doing it because he's like, really, like I got to try something. So this is what he's trying. Yeah, and I don't. I think you and I are on the same page. I wasn't even. Try, I know you were making uh, kind of joking. Oh, it was. Yeah, definitely. It was totally joke. I wasn't trying to say you're. You're. Why would you even think that? I know you're just kind of joking. But the thought has crossed my mind before too, and I just thought, you know, I really do think he probably cares about these guys, and they buy into him. I mean, hey, and who knows? Behind the scenes, they might be telling you know athletic directors and stuff. Hey, we want him still here. Who knows? I mm. why that is, I don't know because it's pretty obvious it isn't working. But you know. It's uh, they're in there, man. They're the ones bonding, and um, I think they all care for each other. It just didn't work, and, and I think he's gotten a little loose with his calls because of it. And that to to me, that's a detriment of the team. Yeah, absolutely. 
A um, couple more things, uh, just so you know about Ole Miss uh, a little bit more before we go uh, to Oxford on Saturday. Uh, their quarterback, Jackson Dart, has uh, been pretty decent, not the best. Uh, eight touchdowns, five interceptions. Uh, done pretty decently for them, done enough. Um, he already has uh, almost 1,400 yards passing. So, I mean, he he's doing the job that needs to get done and obviously winning enough games. Uh, but this is where I think Auburn needs to be focused on is the running backs. Uh, both of their running backs, their top two running backs, are averaging around six yards a carry. If you told anybody that Ole Miss was doing that even 10 years ago, people would be like, are you kidding me? Like, that's not happening with how much Ole Miss loves to pass the ball around. But they're being efficient with it. They're making – if you if, if any team, literally any team said, yeah, you're making six yards a carry, okay, we're, we're handing the ball off to them a lot. So, Well, and that, that to me – so people are talking like, okay, can this be fixed with Auburn? Yeah, yeah, good coaching, it can uh, Ole Miss does not have better recruits than we do. And they have figured out a way to make their line work to where they're averaging six yards a carry. Mm-hmm. Right. We have better running backs. We probably yeah. have higher rated offensive linemen. Yeah. It, yeah. If you get the right fit with coaching, just think it. Look at Tennessee. It, they finally got the right fit with Heupel. Um, and here you go. So, yeah, uh, it, it can be done. Uh, but, yeah, as far as Ole Miss goes, they're playing well, man. They're, they're a – and that's, that's what's got people to warm up to Lane. But they, they're a well-rounded team. Um, they're going to be difficult. Um, I, I, it's not impossible. Like, going into Georgia, I said, ah, there's zero chance. I, I think there's a chance we beat Ole Miss. Um, mm-hmm. We're just going to have to score points, and, and I don't know where they're coming from. But I think there is a chance that we keep it low-scoring enough to, to be in it in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Well, and again, a good opponent like Kentucky, they they hung with them 22-19 to 19 a couple just a couple weeks ago. And so – I think there's a chance that it, it could be something like that with Auburn because I think Auburn has a pretty darn good defense despite injuries that we've had at the edge position. I still think we have a decently good defense that can you know probably keep Ole Miss under 30 points and maybe make it a little scrappy. Like that's that's the only way. Let's transition to our players to watch for this Ole Miss game and then we'll get into our score predictions. Players to watch. On offense, who are you going to be watching, Jared? Um, I'm probably I don't know if it was this podcast or the last where I brought up the Jarquez fitting this offense better. I'm going to see if they. I think the numbers don't lie. I'm going to see if they follow the numbers or or do they follow the star power? And that's mm. you know Tank's the star player. And listen, I love Tank. I don't think it's all Tank's fault. I just think Jarquez fits this offense. So I guess what I'll be looking for is do we go that direction? Do we make it very clear that we also think the number Jarquez fits this offense? Yeah. Um, so, you know, and that may be a little controversial. People probably upset it. People may disagree with me, and that's okay. But I think you just – I think better things happen when you- – Yeah. And and it kind of seems that way. I don't know why that is. Do, do teams just scout tank and know roughly what we're going to do? And maybe that's so. And then Jarquez is a little bit of a eight ball out there. You know, he can do a lot more. I I think, you know, if you gave me Tank or Jarquez, I would say Tank every day. But you've, you've seen kind of the, you know, high-powered what Jarquez can do too. I mean, he's making – if you're basing this off of, you know, this year, Jarquez, how many big plays, I'm already thinking of at least three big plays that I think Jarquez has made this year. Whereas I think Tank's made a handful, but it's not it's not up to like what Jarquez has done. So Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and again, you know, I'm with you. All things equal, 
if you said, hey, you have a great offensive line in front of you, you have a quality team, quality coach, you can have Tank or you can have Jarquez, I'm taking Tank. Yeah. I But the eyeball test, I don't know, man. The eyeball test tells me that whatever we got going on right now in offense, when Jarquez is out there, we are moving down the field a little better. Yeah. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. And I, I think you're going to have to do that. Because, I mean, we've kind of seen our wide receivers have been a little, you know, they, they tend to catch the ball a little bit more this year, which is good, but they haven't had the consistency um, like we've, we've hoped for. So my player to watch on offense, I mean, look no further than Robbie. I mean, it's the easy one. But if Robbie is out there or maybe TJ ends up coming back for this game, it's going to be on the quarterback because we're going to have to pass the ball a decent amount and that has to happen pretty efficiently uh, to keep up with Ole Miss. So we got to watch out for that. All right, defense. Who are you going to be watching, Jared? I think probably DJ James. I think I think he's improved every game. Um, and he's, you know, we have – Auburn's got a pretty good history of sending, you know, turning DBs into lockdown. Oh, yeah. Cornerbacks. I, mean, I was watching uh, the uh, Falcons versus the Buccaneers on Sunday and – uh, you know, you got Jamel Dean and Carlton Davis, yeah. you know, on that team. Um, Roger McCreary, I don't know if he's playing up in Tennessee or not, but we got a pretty good history of taking some players, and, and I feel like DJ could be that next guy. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm going to keep an eye on him, see if he keeps progressing the way I uh, I think he can. Yeah. And I'm going to take your guy. I think you've, you've had him for a few times is Owen Papo. Um, he did have a good game this last game, and, and I think he is starting – to get back to what he used to be um, before the injury. So I, I, I want to you know, keep watching him because he, he has the potential. I mean, he has that five-star you know, next to his name. And the, up until really you know, a game or two ago, I, I was like, man, where's Owen been? You know, he's not in the right spots. He's not making the right tackles. And the last couple of games, he started to do that more. And I think if you have a solid linebacker, that can fill the gaps and stop, you know, the big burst runs, like I mentioned, you know, Ole Miss can do, then you you have a little bit better chance of winning. So, Papo's my man. All right, special teams, who are you going to be watching? Better not take my guy. Just kidding, you can. <laughs> I got to let you have Oscar. I can't take it. I, I, know, I know he's your man. Um, Why don't we go Keontae Scott, right? Yeah, yep. Okay, let's go with him because I felt like – and he probably wasn't doing this, but I felt like he was like just catch the ball mm-hmm. against Georgia, and, which and, which that was fine considering you know he fumbled it you know against yeah. you know LSU. So I, I was fine with him focusing honestly. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think that we need that to be a weapon. Yeah. So whatever we got to do to get his confidence back to where it's not like okay just catch the ball. Yeah. We need it to be like all right let's catch the ball and make a play. So I, I'll be keeping an eye on him. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think we win this game with field goals. Um, so, I mean, even if Anders has the best game of his life, I don't think we win. <laughs> um, it's not going to be that type of game more than likely against Ole Miss. Um, and I really don't want it to be a punting game, but, I mean, I keep coming back to, like, I think it might. Um, I mean, just looking back at the Kentucky game where, you know, the, the scores, you know, they kept going back and forth. So, yeah, that that tells me let's watch the punters because that that can really flip the field. And uh, you know, so far Oscar's uh, done done well, and uh, so I'll keep watching him. 
All right, let's get into our score predictions and then finish out with an Auburn fan perspective of the SEC. Uh, score predictions. Uh, Ole Miss, again, 6-0. We are underdogs by 15.5 points. Uh, we are, according to ESPN stats, uh, about 15% chance of winning, which I think is pretty high. But again, that kind of shows you we do have a you know better chance than even us Auburn fans probably give us credit for. So we have a shot in there. So, Jared, how are you feeling about this and uh, with your scores? <laughs> Man, it's just so hard to pick again. I, I'm I'm always pick for Auburn unless it's like a Georgia or Alabama where it's not happening. But I just don't see it. I don't think our offense can can do enough. I I think it winds up being probably like twenty four to thirteen. I think Ole Miss wins, mm-hmm. unfortunately. <sighs> I mean, that's and that would be honestly in my book a you know a, a chance to win. You know, if we keep Ole Miss to only twenty four points, I, I think I think we will. I think we'll keep. I don't think they'll. I don't think it'll get out of hand. I think it'll okay. always mathematically still be a shot until the end. But we'll all know. Okay, we can't move. It's not happening. Like we can't move the ball. We can't put together a drive. I think it's going to be one of those type games. Okay. I mean, I would love to hope that. I just don't know if it's possible. <laughs> um. So I mean, I I, I even preseason had predicted us to lose by seven points. I'll, I'll say we lose by 10 points or no, I'll say 14 points. Like, I think that's more reasonable. Um, we barely beat the spread and that would be a win, I guess, kind of <laughs> considering. I think we've, you know, only had one game where we've actually beat the spread this year. So, um, all right, let's talk about other games because I think I am about done talking about Auburn for a few days. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I love talking about Auburn. Who am I kidding? Um, so let's talk about other teams. Uh, Bama, they dropped from number one to number three in the AP poll. Uh, Bama barely beat Texas A&M and Texas A&M literally got down to the two yard line and had a chance to win that game. So I think that shows you, you like you said, there's a lot of, uh, you know, as good as Bama is, any team can win at any given moment. And Georgia's kind of shown the same thing. So uh, a couple other kind of interesting things uh, that happened in that game. Uh, Bama had four turnovers. Uh, their their kickers missed two field goals. So classic hashtag Bama kickers. Yeah, they're back. I thought they'd <laughs> fix that problem. Apparently not. Yeah, and they they had I mean the equivalent of a five star kicker that they got, and he's still there. So it's it's just always funny to me. It, it, there's literally some something in the water over there. Um, and then uh, Bama also was using their backup quarterback uh, because Bryce Young is still uh, a little banged up. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know what the timeline is, but you know, they're, they're still going with their backup. Uh, I think his name is uh, Jalen Milrow. So seems to be doing decent, but it's definitely not the same Alabama power with Bryce Young. You know, the guy that had so many NIL deals that he's probably lost count. (laughs) Yeah. He's yeah. He's everywhere on TV. Yeah. Um, another couple games, uh, and I feel like this was a pretty decent, you know, week of different SEC games. Uh, Tennessee beat, uh, LSU. And so again, Tennessee is looking formidable. Um, I, I am so glad we are not playing this, them this year. And I'm so glad Alabama plays them every year because I think Tennessee is about to, that's going to be a fantastic game. Tennessee Uh, will beat Alabama. You're making that prediction. 
Really? Yeah, they're gonna beat they're gonna beat Alabama. They beat okay. Georgia today. I don't know when they play. They may they uh, by the time they play Georgia may figure some things out. If they played today. They beat Georgia. Yeah, I mean the way Tennessee's looking, I think most teams would be really scared against them. And guess what? <laughs> Alabama versus Tennessee is coming up next week. So uh, right now Alabama is only a seven and a half point favorite, which is probably I don't have stats for sure, but I would almost bet that's probably the lowest spread that it's been in probably a decade. Yeah, that's a terrible spread. It's in Knoxville. Tennessee's playing better football right now. Yeah. I can't believe it's seven by Alabama. But, yeah, that is one of the lowest. But at, at the same time, I still can't believe it's that. I Tennessee, I could see them beating both Georgia and Alabama and losing to somebody they shouldn't. Because they, they, <laughs> they're, they're not back to that. They don't have that championship mentality yet. But, yeah. Um, yeah. So, that yeah, it'll be, a, it'll be fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, Mississippi State, uh, who is now ranked – so that's pretty crazy, but they're they're looking really good. They're playing um, good ball. Yeah, they beat Arkansas, and Arkansas is on the decline, while Mississippi State is on the incline. So Arkansas is now three and three, similar spot as Auburn. Um, I mean, this is crazy to me that Mississippi State is five and one, with you know the crazy pirate leading them. And uh, I don't know, Jared, did you did you see uh, an interview with Mike Leach about his coffee? Did, did you <laughs> no, see this? I didn't. Okay, so I'll, I'll kind of fill everybody in. So he was interviewed. He was walking off the the field, and he was asked about because he had coffee in his hand, and he was getting asked, "Hey, you, do you like coffee?" And he was like, "Uh, no, I don't like it. I don't like the taste." And you're like, "So why do you have it?" And he was like, "Just because I need some energy." <laughs> and I was like, I was thinking about you, Jared. I know you love some coffee. Do you take offense to him saying that coffee doesn't taste good? Um, no, cause you gotta, you know, if I was going to go the, the leech, uh, leak explanation, you, well, it depends on what type of coffee you have and did you doctor it the right way? You know what I'm saying? No, I'm, I'm just messing up. Coffee itself, just black coffee with no creamer or anything in it is not, not a very good product, but if you put the right amount of creamer and all that in there, you're good to go. So that's funny though. That he's like this. He does realize there's other ways to get energy. Doesn't he? I, I would hope so. Yeah, like a good Mountain Dew. Like if yeah. you want, I don't know, there's a Red Bull. I mean, Mountain uh, Dew is my caffeine of choice, so. Yeah, I haven't had one in a long time, but it is a very tasty drink. So if you're going just for energy, there's a lot. You could get an energy bar. Yeah, you could get caffeine pills. You could go five-hour energy. Five-hour energy. There's a lot of things you could do. Yeah, so, so I just thought that was funny. It's it's obviously on, on brand with who yeah. Mike Leach is, but you know, he's just so... It was just so truthful. It was like, I think it's terrible, but I'm still yeah, drinking it. <laughs> but I'm still drinking it. You know what's funny? I, I, I think their one loss is LSU, and, and the, honestly, they fumbled a punt at like their five-yard line that turned that game around. Or they, they probably are undefeated. Wow. How crazy would that be? Like, truly. Yeah. I, I still feel like, because last year Ole Miss had a really good senior quarterback, I still feel like when the season's done, they're going to be more back, both the Mississippi schools, more back to where they, you know, a little better than they typically are because they've started mm-hmm. so well. It'd be it'd be a big fall off at this point to not be better than they typically are. But I don't think they're both going to like have ridiculous seasons yeah. where, they're, where they're fighting for the West champion. But um, you mean who knows? No, 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 you're right. It's West. Well, I guess well, East for Ole Miss. Well, I think they're both in the West. But oh, that's I mean, right. I'm sorry. With, what am with, I no, no, you're good with Missouri being in the East. Who knows at this point? Doesn't matter. <laughs> We're just making stuff up. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I don't think they will. You know, I mean, they still got to. I mean, Ole Miss hasn't played A&M or LSU or Alabama. 
I mean, they theoretically could lose all those. Um, Mississippi State has played A and M, I think, right? Yeah, they beat A and M. Yes, but, but they got us, uh, LSU, and Alabama as well. I don't know who they play from the East. So, anyways, I think at the end of the day, the good story for the Mississippi schools right now. I don't know if it'll continue to this trajectory, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean Mississippi State in just a couple weeks is facing Bama, and that I feel like would be a that'll be a true test to me as to where Mississippi State is. Um, so I take their quarterback; he's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, and it's showing you that Mike Leach, after a, I think it's his third season, has kind of shown you he can develop a quarterback and make him even better. So showing his his system even in the SEC is uh, is definitely working uh florida beat missouri not a whole bunch to write home about uh the only kind of interesting thing was and i think this shows missouri's defense is really solid is florida in the first half only had 65 yards total offense 65 yards wow. in a first, in, in a whole 30 minutes of football and it makes me feel a little better about how we did against missouri but i mean yeah, that's just the you know the way college football is. But then you look at the the game and Florida, despite only having sixty five yards of offense in the first half, wins the game. So again, comes back to second halves and can you come back uh, from being down? So yep, agreed. Uh, number nine, Ole Miss beat Vandy. I think we've already alluded a little bit to this in our preview for Ole Miss. Uh, Vandy was really hanging in there uh, up until round half. And then it was pretty soon after that Ole Miss started, you know, just putting up the points. And uh, as soon as that floodgate opened, I mean, it was truly uh, all Ole Miss after that. Uh, South Carolina upset, upset uh, number 13, Kentucky in Lexington. Um, now, I will say this. Kentucky is down there starting quarterback Will Levis with a foot injury. Uh, so that kind of partially played into it. But, you know, South Carolina was out a few of their uh, players as well. So, I mean, it was kind of on both ends. And, uh, you know, for South Carolina to do that, I think that's a big thing for, you know, Beamer, their head coach there. Um, get yeah, some big, you know, that's a top 25 win. Um, so, you know, anytime you can do that, it's a, it's a good morale boost. And, uh, you know, Shane Beamer is going to be a good recruiter anyway. So it's kind of just showing you early success uh, with him. All right, Jared, any other final thoughts before you get out of here? Uh, no, man. Uh, just uh, hopefully we have a good week and let's go have some fun and uh, try to get a win against Ole Miss. Yeah, I think you got to put your head down, especially as a player, um, but even more potentially as a coach. Put, keep, put your head down and say we have to do our job. And uh, I think Harson, like we talked about, reined it in just a little bit, and I think we might have a chance at, at something special, uh, even in Oxford this next week. All right, how can people stay in touch with you, Jared? Uh, you can find me on Facebook. I know my name is Jared Davis, and uh, you can find me on Twitter at underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. 
To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.